Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hey, Mitch, I, I think I'm up here. Um, it's Hope it's Hope John. John. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Ready for the- I would be honored if you played football for this team. The football gods are always on the Bears' shoulder. Go Bears! Boy, that escalated quickly. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Ho. Are there any signs that there's a bigger issue of disrespect? Is Jordan Love bad? And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. It's clear to me that they're going to make him earn that left tackle spot. There's some good signs there. It's okay to be excited. It's The Adams. The Adams converge. Hogan Johns. And we are underway. What's up? Welcome in Hogue and Johns with you. Second episode of NFL Combine Week. Although if you're watching on YouTube, you can already see I am no longer in Indianapolis. And Johnsy's, uh, see, I got scared of the bench press is what happened. You look like you're in line to do it. I, I am. I am about 15th in line. They are pumping them out behind me. If you can see, I'll move out of the way a little bit here. Uh, second one of the day. Thank you, Kent, for giving everybody a bird's eye view. Um, here we go. And we are definitely getting sued by the NFL Network now for, for filming, even the people watching it. Yes, yes. It's intense. It's intense. I love it. I'm sending the over-under for you at two and a half. For me? Back in my heyday, we'll call it my heyday, of working out fresh off football, I got it eight times. Believe it or not, eight times. Wow. Believe it or not, yes. Okay, then I'm yes. lowering it to one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I got it once here, I would give myself a first-round grade. Oh, okay. I'll always give you a first-round grade. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah. And I had to leave early. I'm kind of bummed about it. There's a uh, f- flu bug that's just ravaging my house while I was gone. And, you know, you got to take care of the family. So. Yeah. Hey, responsibilities, man. Got the phone call yesterday. It was like, um, somebody needs to take care of the kids, so you need to come home. <laughs> and uh, that's unfortunately what happened. So I am no longer in India, India, eh, in Indianapolis. But um, you are, and Kevin Fishbane is going to be joining us here shortly, too. Uh, we, we believe, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. I, I got an eye on the door right here. Bench press behind me, door over there. I'll give you a heads up if he comes. He said about 10 minutes from now. I believe it when I see it. Yeah, well, yeah. It's kind of like you at dinner the other night at Elmo's. <laughs> yeah. I was only 45 minutes late. I was okay, at least you're at least you're admitting it was 45 minutes. Yeah. I'm not embellishing it or not embellishing it either. You know, that I was yeah, well over 30 minutes. When when you reach the point in the text messages where you get the what do you want? I'll order for you. You better like hustle up to dinner. I got that from Kevin. Yeah, it's like that. all right, I better get over there probably. <laughs> Uh, yes. Well, welcome in Hogan Johns. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Plenty of combine coverage this week. NBCSportsChicago.com for myself. TheAthletic.com slash Hogan Johns uh, for both Johnsy and Fishbane. Um, 
you had a good column up today, kind of just on uh, Poles and Eberflus getting this thing rolling at Hallis Hall. I actually have some thoughts on some of that stuff from some conversations I had yesterday, um, kind of how that's all going so far. So we'll get to that here. And I, I got to say, though, the, I think the best thing I read on The Athletic this week was was uh, Bo Wolf's Starbucks story. <laughs> Fantastic. He did that line has been obnoxiously long this week. I, I had to go for the uh, media room coffee today because it was uh, 25 people deep. I uh, got a line behind former defensive line coach Chris Rumpf. Um, I had to be here. I lost my patience and came this way. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I will say? A lot of places in the world right now understaffed. Those people at that Starbucks at the JW Marriott are trying as hard as they can to pump those coffees out. Yes. I'll give him yes. credit, but it is a long line. It absolutely is. Um, if, you, if you miss it, though, Bo Wolf uh, live blogged the Starbucks <laughs> on Tuesday, <laughs> which was just a hilarious idea, and it was really good. So, like, like even Ryan Poles got a shout-out in there for uh, showing up. And um, I think he had Ian eat- Cunningham is the assistant GM. The new assistant GM is uh, Oatmeal Guy. Yeah, that's what he did. He actually had Ian Cunningham's order nailed down so if you, uh, you're into something like that I, I uh, highly recommend that story and of course uh, all of Kevin and Johnsy's coverage this week but that's really the scene right like people talk about the well, the workouts here the the interviews but so much of it is what happens really not behind the scenes because it's a scene itself but that's the the combine it's the the coffees it's the running into people in the hallways setting up meetings in lobbies of hotels it's hang, having beers at midnight, you know, with an agent. That's the other side of the combine. Um, I think that Bo revealed a little bit. So let's um, – do you want to start with the, the former Bears quarterback or some of the stuff you wrote about on uh, Poles and Eberflus getting this thing kicked off? Well, let, let's wait for Kevin to get here to talk about the form, former Bears QB. Okay. Um, if you had some thoughts on the, the fresh starts, the fresh grass being offered and – the the new way to view film at Hallisaw. Let's hear it. I'm interested to see what you got. Well, I just I had some conversations yesterday, and um, you know I think mostly positive of just sort of the from people who have been interacting with these two new figures at House Hall, right? Ryan Poles and and Matt Eberflus. Because because for us, we've had two option, you know, two opportunities Minimal. to talk to these guys. So we don't know them that well. You know, so I'm trying to get some insight. Like, how's it been going? You know, what have meetings been like? You know, what are your first impressions? Because I think I'm a huge first impressions guy. Uh, and, and some interesting stuff came back to me. I mean, I think one thing that I've... One thing I think is key, and you put this in your column today, too, on The Athletic. Ryan Poles kind of came out on his own and complimented his scouting staff. Um, which is really Ryan Pace's scouting staff, right? And in some ways, it goes even farther than that with some of the guys yeah, we talked about the other day. Phil Emery's guys, even further than that, yeah. Now, you kind of take that with a grain of salt. Now, I think it was genuine what he said, but you still have to kind of be careful because, you know, he wants those guys. I'm sure there's uncertainty amongst the scouting staff. They don't necessarily know what their futures are, so you're trying to keep them happy, motivated, all that that kind of stuff. But I kind of yeah. heard from the other side that they're also happy so far with Ryan Poles. That so it do, that seemed to be like a two-way thing that those that there's something gelling so far 
between the scouts that have already been in place, Ryan Poles there, um, and I think that that's really encouraging, at least going into this NFL draft, because they may only have five picks right now, but you gotta, you still got to get those five picks right. You got to get answers. You got to get the best evaluation possible, and these guys went through the full college season with Ryan Pace's grading scale. And I remember having conversations with Ryan about how it took over a year. This is Ryan Pace. It took over a year for the, the full transition from Phil Emery's style to Ryan Pace's style to, to fully be implemented, to fully be in place um, where everybody knows what they're looking for. Like, it, you, we brought this up, I think, in our last podcast about the, the Bears stamp. Ryan Pace had, had similar views, and, like, they had, like, Bears cards, or they put up, like, a helmet on the draft board that signified like this was a Bears player. So obviously similar philosophies. Again, extremely similar staff. There's only the majority of it of it is Ryan Pace's or even longer, like we said, like with Phil Emery and whatnot. But I'm sure there's going to be changes. Um, how much? You know, maybe Ryan Poles wants to win over some of these guys because some of them are very talented. Some of them are very respected around the league. So there's they got to win them over, and, you know, I'm sure Poles has to win them over, if, especially if some of them have other opportunities that emerge here from the combine. They want, you know, Poles surely wants them to be happy if he likes them, but um, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's a good reminder, though, that the the scout contracts, the front office executive contracts are in different timelines than coaches. Usually they expire after the draft, and that's not to the end of next month, so there's a lot of time. Now, the other thing I, I heard, um, and, and I don't know it's so much a negative, is it's just maybe a little bit of a change of style. Um, you know, Poles kind of comes off as a serious guy, and that seems to be what it's been like behind the scenes, too. And Ian Cunningham, I think, is very similar. So, yeah, but like I would say serious, but not like overbearing with it right like, no just like smile there yeah very business-like okay and, and just like I, I was told that they they can sometimes be hard to read early on in the process um and maybe that's just because they understand how much work they got to do and and all the things that need to be done um so again i don't think that's necessarily a negative it's just it's just one of the observations that was communicated to me um but i i do feel like the overwhelming view and this was same thing like you know I'll give you an example like running into Field Gates from ESPN who spent a year in Kansas City actually with polls like guys like that just nothing but positive things to say about him um, and so it seems like whether he whether you worked with him a decade ago or you worked with him last year like everyone seems to to like the guy um, yeah. so that doesn't again none of this means that it's going to result in success we're just trying to get you guys, the listener, as much information as we possibly can on on who these guys are at the, this point because we're all trying to figure it out right now. I, what I would say there, and, and let me play devil's advocate, is I still remember Lewis Riddick. I mean, everybody loves Lewis Riddick. Going on uh, a media car wash, basically praising Matt Nagy for everything that he was as a coach and continuing to do so during you know Matt Nagy's ups, ups and downs with... The Bears, so everybody's in a honeymoon period. Everybody is. Everybody is. But um, I understand it. We'll see. The Bears haven't drafted anybody. They haven't signed anybody. 
Um, they're still laying out different meetings and whatnot, so we'll see. Like, I, I was interested in, in hearing how, like, they changed watching film. Like, how Ryan Poles wants his scouts to watch film. Like, how different can you watch film? I, I guess, you know, breakdowns, you know, uh, maybe it's by position group and stuff like that. But um, I'm interested to see how that plays out more and more and more. Look who's here, by the way. He was lost. I was distracted. If, if, I, if I seem to be rambling, because Kevin was wandering aimlessly. <laughs> He couldn't, he couldn't find the, the big athletic sign? I was just surveying Radio Row. My first time here. This, this, it, there was, uh, did you mention there was a big bench press going on? 24 reps back there. Yeah, wow. It was not me, by the way. It was not me. We set the, the over-under, Kevin, we set the over-under for Johns at one and a half. Ooh. Um, you know what? I'm going to go uh, push. Yeah, like, yeah. like, I guess like he, someone's got to help me. Like the the, the guy's got to. Yeah, help yeah, me. you'll get halfway up on your second. That rep doesn't count. Low. Then you got to go by combine rules. Uh, that's true. That's true. All right, the the under. <laughs> yeah, I'm confident in the under too. Yeah, uh, Kev. The big question I have for you is: Did John show up to dinner on time last night? Um, that's a loaded question, Adam. <laughs> we were both late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were both late. But for good reason, you know, we're, we're, it's a, it's a busy week here. We've got we've got people to see. We've got to do some mingling. We got to, uh, you know, do some get some gossip. Yeah, get some rumors. You know? All right. Well, let's let's get to some of that gossip because uh, one of the guys we need to talk about has been one of the bigger names uh, at the combine in terms of some of those conversations you have. That Nick Foles. Yes, Nick Foles <laughs> uh, will be traded for a first round draft pick. We are hearing. Uh, no, that's definitely not happening. No, it's Mitch Trubisky. We and we and we've it's been the biggest at, name of the combine. It, it, you think he's the biggest name in the combine, like in terms of non-draft yes. prospects? Probably. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think because there, there's there's this assumption with like the Rogers thing is just weird, right? And I, I don't think anybody can pretend to know what's going to happen there with Trubisky. There's like there's intrigue. Like we, I, I meant I don't know if you mentioned this, but like we had our athletic get together. I think like four different beat reporters came up to us at, and asked what we think of Mitch because they all are writing their stories and asking their people about the possibility of their team bringing because their him teams in. are interested. Like there's a lot of teams in the interest is real too. Yeah. By the way, yeah, I mean, look, we all saw those tweets from CBS Sports NFL. <laughs> okay, the teams see those. Yeah. They're excited about it. Not beyond that, in your snark, but he's—it's a supply and demand position. And look at all the teams that need starting quarterbacks. Every year this happens, and Mitch just happens to be a young, former starter who has won more games than he's lost, who has the first-round pick pedigree. And he, I get it, maybe the Bears overdrafted him too, but he was still going to be a first-round pick at some point that year. And I think teams, there's not enough good quarterbacks. I think, too, with this, with Trubisky, and I, I always talk about this, the ego in this league. Think about how many offensive coordinators, head coaches, quarterback coaches, are talking to their general managers right now and saying, oh, I can make it work with this guy. They're, they're, they're finding reasons, and they could be legitimate reasons, like they are convincing themselves that they're going to be the team they're going to be the coaching staff that gets the most out of him. Uh, and, you know, look, I mean, you can I, – I, I, like, I don't know how, like, what his ceiling is 
and, and I think we saw moments where the Bears did use him properly, but that was still kind of limited. But you can, we all know you can win with him. Um, and one of the things he, you know, like, you, we want to make the Justin Fields comparison. Mitch Trubisky did not turn the ball over that much um, relative to, like, maybe the perception of what he was yeah. as a quarterback. And I think some teams are going to be, you know, you want to play ball control style. If you have a good defense and you've got a good offensive line and you're going to get him outside the pocket and you're going to use him properly, um, we all know what he's like off the field. Any team's going to like having a guy like that in there. You can understand why there's going to be teams that are, are willing to not only – you know, have him be a starter, but give him a lot of money okay, to do that. So just, just in terms of talking ceiling, I'm, I'm, let me throw some names out to you guys. And where would you like rank Trubisky among amongst these guys? You got Winston, Heineke, Bridgewater, Locke. Who am I missing here? Um, Daniel Jones. Like, where does he fit in that conversation of these teams? That right? Like, well, pick it, Sam Darnold. I, 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 even if even if he's at the top of that, it's not very. It's not a great but, list, but, 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 yes, but those, those, are the but, but that, those are those are the options. Yeah, but that was the point we talked about this last year, guys. I mean, I was just—I I think the difference last year was that the trade market turned out to be robust enough that that's part of what pushed Mitch to just having to sign a uh, a one-year deal as a backup. A lot of those names you just brought up, Johns, were the same names we were talking about last year on the free agent market. And we're like, yeah. Mitch is towards the top of that. I'll tell you this. I think I'd rank him, of all those names you just mentioned, depending on the situation, I would say, for Jameis Winston, he's the only one I would put above him in terms of a guy that you're going to... Yeah, and he's coming off an ACL. Yeah, and he's hurt. So that's where this gets into the supply and demand thing. And... You know, we were at dinner the other night, and Hub Arkish brought up how he he mentioned on the radio that he thinks he could get the Teddy Bridgewater deal that he got from Carolina, which was three years, sixty six million dollars, uh, with twenty to twenty five million guaranteed, and he got like criticized like crazy on social media for saying such a thing. I don't think that's that crazy. I don't know if it gets to that level, but I do think here in ten days. Or so we're going to be talking about how Mitch got paid really well by a team. You know, it's Kevin. We did this story at the 2020 combine, the last combine we were at, and how the the buzz about the Bears was bad. How the buzz was about Trubisky was bad. It's different now. It's it's the buzz is better about the Bears, and the buzz about Trubisky is, is, is well, shifted. The the best. It's possible the best thing to happen to Mitch Trubisky was he didn't play last year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so there's a little bit of this lingering intrigue because, you know, you weren't, it would have been hard, you know, teams have been hard pressed to bring in a guy who was benched the year before. Yeah. yeah. Well, last year he didn't play, and Buffalo's doing everything in their power to let people know how good he is. They probably want a compensatory pick from, yeah. from that. Too. But, that, but that stands out to me. They seem to be going out of their way yeah. to tell people on and off the record how much they adore this guy. Yeah, and look, yeah, go ahead, Hoke. Well, and just meanwhile, so he gets benched in 2020, doesn't play in 2021. Those two seasons for Matt Nagy were terrible. So, like, it's kind of, I think both of those things are at play, whereas, like, you can almost excuse some of what happened in 2020 because everything you saw from that point on from the coaching staff. Um, and again, I still think the ceiling's limited. 
But like, if you're Washington, is he better than Taylor Heineke? Yes. I think so. We talked about this leading into the 2019 and 2020 seasons. If you could get 2018 Mitch Trubisky, you could be a playoff team. We saw it. Now, obviously, you had an incredible defense that put up absurd takeaway numbers and made things easier with short fields. So you you do need help there. But, like, that's what the Bears – like, you know, I think sometimes Matt Nagy wanted to try to turn Mitch into more than that. Well, they should have just – you know, instead of harnessing what worked in 2018 and just understanding, like, this is who he is and you can still win with this – you know, the offense could have been a little different. So I, I think they're going to be, again, goes back to that ego thing, right? There are going to be teams and coaches out there that look at the tape that tell themselves, hey, this team went went to the playoffs with this guy twice, technically. Um, we could do the same thing if, if our team is built the right way. I mean, Washington's interesting because you look at that defense, you look at the offensive coordinator, too, and, and, and the type of systems they run. They could You can see how much Trubisky could fit there. You know, do they have the offensive line for them? All those different things. They've got some weapons, a wide receiver. Like, do Bears play Washington this year? They host them, I want to say, at Soldier Field. You might be right. Oh, what in the Revenge game. The, the most interesting part of this, guys, is Mitch might be able to control where he goes. Like, he might be able to be picky because there could be multiple suitors. Like, he could pick the best situation for himself. Is it the Giants with Brian Dable? Joe Shane, guys he's very familiar with. Does that embolden him? Does that give him more confidence? Or do you go to Denver where you got these great receivers, good running game, all these good things going on in Denver other than the quarterback? Can you be that guy there? I'd rather go to Denver, I think. But you like Colorado. Yeah, Colorado's a good place. And uh, no, uh, by the way, yes, Washington does come to Soldier Field this year. So that'll be uh, that, that would be pretty cool. Uh, he already had that opportunity with Buffalo last year, but it was in the preseason. Look good. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you one team I don't think is signing him, though, is the Indianapolis Colts. No. No. Well, but again, look at that. Like Carson Wentz, did he have a great season? No. Um, his numbers weren't too bad. You know, the Colts were a better team with him. But the desperation of the position. They're not happy with uh, with what Carson Wentz did, and, and if you look look at it, Carson Wentz's numbers, there's at least six or seven teams that would take that production from the quarterback position. By the way, as we're kind of talking through these quarterbacks, it doesn't it? And, and, and we haven't even gotten to the draft class of quarterbacks. It's a reminder that the Bears were smart to trade up for Justin Fields. Yeah, that's Fields where we're going year, with this. Yeah, right. Like I mean, because they would be, you know, they could be one of these teams looking around. You know, throwing another Hail Mary for Russell Wilson or, you know, and then you look at this draft class, you look at these guys who are going to be available via free agency. You know, we, again, we, we don't know yet what Justin Fields is, but I think we're confident that there's a lot more to like there than what some of these teams who don't have a quarterback are looking at. Yeah, it's a good part of this, well, this, this conversation is that it's still the previous regimes, the Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy era, those decisions are still not only hanging over the Bears with like with Justin Fields it's a great place to start but like here's the Mr. Risky conversation like their decisions are still a lot of buzz about them still here in Indianapolis another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual men's wear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Roan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Roan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. So what's the uh, what, what are you guys hearing about Justin Fields? Talent, but still needs a lot of work. Yeah, I, I think... You know, one of the things we heard was, you know, the like small sample size. I think there's just there's there's a lot of trepidation to go too far in any direction with what he did last year. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I was curious, like wondering if people would say, "Look, I saw that. That was bad. He's done. It's a bust." Nobody's saying that. Yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, there's nobody saying that. No, at all. there's just a curiosity. I think that we all have about what what he can be. I, I've heard a lot of great things about Luke Getze. Uh, but on the other side of that, I would bring up, it's Janako, right? Andrew Janako, that's yeah. how you pronounce it? I, uh, I, I'd mention... Janoko. Hoag should know. Hoag Is that what you just said? I said you should the know. Q, the, the QB coach. I think it's just Janako. Janako, yeah. Okay. Um, that's how we, but, would, say, that's how that's, we would say in Chicago. But that's the point. That's yeah. the point. Like like NFL types, team types, who, who's the quarterback's coach? Who? Where's he from? I, I, I got a lot of that. Which I found very interesting. Well, and Kevin, before you sat down, I was giving some uh, some things I'd heard just about first impressions of these guys. Uh, specifically, we were talking about Ryan Poles. Um, but when it came to Getze, that was all positive. And, I, and again, I'm talking about from people that uh, have been around the building at this point. So Getze was one that was like, oh yeah, that one's going to be good. Like that's... That's a good pairing with Justin Fields. It's already off to a good start. He's definitely going to work to what Fields can and wants to do, and they're going to build the offense in that way. I think that that is just an incredibly positive development if that's how it plays out. Yeah, we, I mean, we knew from the second they hired Matt Eberfuss that was going to be the most important hire. 
and uh, you know, I, I don't think you can go. I guess you could go wrong, but it's good to draft or to hire somebody who was looked at to be a head coach, who's worked with Aaron Rodgers and knows what a good offense is, and, and just that style of play that he comes from, that tree from the Joe Moorhead, like it just it just screams Justin Fields, like they're like you know that th- that can work, um, and I just I mean. I just like the idea of this clean slate and knowing Fields as the guy and that you can just build your entire program now around him. And look, if the Bears' idea of Dalton starting all year and being okay and they could develop Fields on the side, you know, we'll never know if that would have worked. But just knowing that like, – we talked about this last month or two months ago. The way Justin Fields sounded at Hallis Hall that day – after Eberflus and Poles were introduced, you could tell he was energized. Like, this was just, that was a hard year for him. And, and I think that, and Getsy's probably a part of that. Like, he is excited about just being able to take ownership and just go. Clean slate. Fresh grass, Kevin. Get it right. Fresh grass. Fresh grass. Everybody's getting fresh grass. Did you say eating fresh grass? No, fresh grass. Oh. Everybody's getting. Getting fresh getting, grass. Getting. All right. I don't be able to do Yeah, I thought it was like a last mile situation. You remember you like picked up like the grass? Oh and no, ate it I, I don't game. remember that. Yeah. Can't remember that. Can't knows what's up. I don't remember that. It's because you don't watch college football. That is very true. It's true. Confirmed. All Confirmed. right. Now all this being said, it sure seems like the Bears have a lot of needs, though, right? Like, <laughs> there's there's some scenarios where. Maybe this goes a little bit better than expected. Like guys really do buy into the hits philosophy and the style that Eberflus wants to to implement, and maybe it gets the best out of them. But a lot of that stuff would have to go right, I think, before we're talking about Bear, the Bears being any type of playoff team in twenty. Still need good players. Still need good players. Like the the last guys that got based or graded on loafing were like Brian Urlacher. Lance Briggs, Tommy Harris, Mike Brown, Charles Tillman. I mean, that's a good list of players. Alex Brown, Ottawale Gunilite. Like, these were that's, – that's when the Bears were the best. And when, when loafs did, didn't happen – you know, maybe Lance Briggs loafed to practice, but he did not loaf in any games. You need players. Yeah, and, I mean, again, it's that fresh – what is it, fresh grass? Fresh grass. Yeah. Get it right. Fresh, fresh grass. Fresh grass. Like, they can – you know, I, I thought that was interesting, this whole idea, and I'm – I know you guys talked about this, like that Eberflus and Poles built their profiles, right? This is what we want out of this, 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 and this. And it's easier said than done to find those guys that A, fit, and then B, are actually going to be good. Yeah. You know? Because you just, like, there's still there's still a lot of unknowns there. But, like, the idea that, that you're going to find guys who are just fitting all these, checking all these boxes for you, like, that's what you need to do. And, and like, I'm kind of looking forward to what happens in a couple weeks because we still don't know these guys. And we know what they're looking for, but we don't know, like, that who fits those yeah. things. Like, we're looking through all these free agents and we're trying to play connect the dots. We really don't know, like, the type of player that, that gets Ryan Poles going. I- I'm a firm believer that when the hits philosophy, the loafs grading system was brought up, George McCaskey and Ted Phillips, they, they-, they perked up. Like, oh, this worked. We know this worked. We, we've seen it work. We missed Lovey Smith, too. Where's Lovey? He's still coaching the league. But, like, that felt great to them. But this is where Ryan Poles has to come in. Brian Urlacher is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Lance Briggs deserves, deserves consideration. Charles Tillman changed football with the peanut punch. 
Mike Brown, if he stays healthy, maybe we're having a different conversation about his Hall of Fame resume. But those were Julius Peppers' Hall of Famer. Still need the horses. No, it's a good point, and that's where that's. I think that gets back to the 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 jux of the conversation here. Is there's a lot of needs. Um, you can try to change the players that are there. For some of them, that'll work, and then I think. You know, for a lot of them, you're just going to be like, yeah, this isn't a great fit. And that's where I don't think that this is a, a full rebuild, but you definitely have to retool your roster to what you're trying to build here, the culture you're trying to build here, the style of play you're trying to build here. Because um, we, I think we've been covering this league long enough to know that not every NFL player is going to respond to this idea of hustling on the back end of every single snap, not only in games, but in practices. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Cleo Mack, Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, Jalen Johnson, even Eddie Jackson. It's not, it's not a bad place to start. It, it really isn't for that for that defense. It's, it's not. Just like Justin Fields, it's not, it's not a bad place to start on offense. But Well, I think, too, you know, because you have a lot of needs, and I know it's something we've, we've discussed, is th- like that's why that second wave is so appealing. Yeah. Because Ryan Poles could essentially, you know, sign 12 veterans – Maybe three of them get three- or four-year deals. The rest of them get one-year, let's give it a shot. And, you know, if of, the, of those 12 guys, you know, four hit, right, and then you can keep them, and they, they're part of your foundation moving forward. I mean, I, I almost look back to the way the Cubs built what they are, right? The Cubs went at it where they just, like, threw a lot of darts. And they, it, it obviously worked out perfectly the way that they got a lot of those darts worked out. A lot of those guys turned out to be great players. That's a different situation because we're talking about veterans. We're talking about free agency right now. But that's the situation Ryan Poles is in, that he's got the cap space. They have the position need. We were talking about this the other day. Like, on the defensive side of the ball, you you have you just listen to them. You have five starters. Yeah. That's it, pretty much. So, like, there's a lot. You know, you go get a lot of those guys that fit what you your system, and you hope you find a couple of key mixes out of it. Or you might so get, they, or or yeah. or do you go after the actual key mix? Probably not. Probably not. No. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I also don't sense. Uh, we talked a little bit about this the other day. I think it's a less than five percent chance Allen Robinson's back. Allen Robinson's here. Yeah, he's in Indianapolis. Yeah, we've seen him a bunch lately. Yeah, he's been out and about. He might have done the 24 reps in the bench press. Maybe he stepped in there. He's back. Yeah. Put himself back in the mix. Rob, RG3 is walking around with his combine, like, sweatshirt. Come on. Because, like, I saw him, like, this prospect looks just like RG3. <laughs> I was like, he's, like, walking towards me in the at the uh, JW Starbucks, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys call it, shouted it out, but our colleague Bo Wolf. We talked about it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although, Bo just walked up here. And I'm extremely disappointed that he had one of these and not a Starbucks coffee. Oh. Well, I went there today. He should have gotten free Starbucks the rest of the week for the publicity. Yes. Yeah, yes. Well, I went there today, and the line was very long, and I 100% blame Bo for that. Same. Um, but, yeah, I was over there, and this guy, and, and then our colleague, Lindsay Jones, she, said, she goes, what do you think about RG3? And I go, that, was, that really was RG3. You know, maybe, maybe he's out here to work out. He's a media guy. Yeah. He's one of us. Teams need quarterbacks. <laughs> That's true. Kev, how would you evaluate uh, the way I handled uh, Wisconsin banking in a game-winning shot, basically at the buzzer? Did you hear? Did you hear my call when the shot went up? I got I got in play-by-play uh, mode, which you know I, I used to do back in my heyday in college. Did some play-by-play there, 
It's the, that's the second time Heyday's been used on this podcast. <laughs> so I, when the shot went up, I, I yelled out, Hogue for the win. Oh, yeah, missed that. So and, and I timed it well, and you know, because bank like, it, banked it. You know, bank was open. Hogue was fired up. Was great win for the Badgers. So yeah, I think that was uh, Hogue. Was that your was that your highlight of the combine? I mean, yeah, it's a highlight of my week for sure. Let's be honest. Um, since I had to leave the combine, and and now I'm doing everything possible to avoid the flu. Um, I'm good so far. Let's keep it that way. Did you notice, by the way, Johns, that Bo and Sheil came over here, and then what? Like they're kind of the rivals of Hogan Johns, the Birds with Friends guys, right? Kent, like that's kind of a. Uh, yeah, y'all are probably our two most uh, popular locally focused uh, NFL pods. Yeah, yeah, I think like so there, there's a. They might see some a little turf war going on. Like uh, we need to be the the best. Uh, Local pod at the athletic, not not Hogan Johns. Yeah, you know, so I mean, maybe they see that as a threat. So they were scouting. Is what you're saying they were scouting us out? They might, you know, and maybe that's why they backed away to get like a better an all twenty two look. Or They're over an there all, on all four look at our table. Um, all they have to do is look at Kent's hat. That's ooh, there you go. That's, yeah, they don't have merch yet. Yeah. Okay, so because I will say, you know, I, you know, I read some of their stuff and and the commenters, the birds with friends fans, I think are similar to the Hogan Johns. Fans. I mean, very similar. Yeah, so it, it, which is a good thing. Like I said, compliment. You know, as a compliment that they you, know, you do a crossover episode at some point. The we, Bears play the uh, play the Eagles. The Eagles. So little. when the Eagles came to Chicago for that playoff game, um, this was before John Z was at the Athletic. This we, is Nick Foles versus Mitch Trubisky. Yes, we went out in Chicago, and you know, the Athletic we were still you know a little certainly smaller than we are now. And we put out a thing like, hey, we're going to be at this bar in Old Town the night before the game if anybody wants to come. And we were with uh, Bo and Shield. Yeah. And I think like a couple Bears fans came in. All these people started coming in, the Birds with Friends fans. Yeah. That were coming in to talk to talk ball with Bo oh, and Shield. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was... Well, the uh, Eagles, the Eagles was, do uh, come to Soldier Field this year. They do. They do. We could try again. But Bo is kind of approaching again, and he's keeping his distance because he knows that, you know, he doesn't want to. He's talking to Nate Tice. They're getting the gossip over here. Everyone just asking. <laughs> Bo has become a celebrity because of the story, man. Yeah. yeah everyone's. That was, a, that was a hit. That was a hit story. It was. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns and uh, obviousshirts.com for the merch. That, so is Kent wearing his Hogan Johns hat? I can't see him. I'm wearing the beanie, yes. uh, Hogue. I'll, I'll turn the camera around. And just I'm wearing the beanie because you were here when it was very warm, and we were like t-shirts walking around. It's it, the, the the Indianapolis cold weather is officially here today. It's back. Yeah, it's back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's back here in Chicago too. It's like 30 degrees. I will say the birds with friends don't really have uh, a quote unquote a fish man. No, you know because they have you know they it's, they, they have the bird man. <laughs> <laughs> Literal, literal <laughs> Burman. Yeah, as he as Zach Everyone Burman needs a fish man in their life, though. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, here comes the Burman. Yeah. It's funny because yeah. these, guys, these guys have no idea we've been talking. We've been about talking about them the whole time. Yeah, like whole time. Bo walks up, he does the Starbucks store, and he doesn't have a Starbucks in his hand. Yeah. Where's the Starbucks? <laughs> Yeah, we I don't, need to send it to Starbucks corporate. And, uh, I don't know if we ha- if we have Hogan Johns Birds with Friends crossover listeners, but this segment's going to be huge for that <laughs> that category of people. Yeah, yeah. They should put it on that podcast too. All right, guys, we should get out of here. Uh, enjoy your the rest of your time in Indianapolis. 
I, uh, I miss you. I miss Indy. I, it's probably not going to be back in Indy next year. So that just made me even more sad. Dallas or Frisco. Where are they at? Kent, Frisco? Frisco? It, it might not, be in, yeah, Frisco, Texas. Who? Who are you asking about the combine next year? Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be at Frisco. It might be at the Star because they have like a, a hotel and a hospital and all that right there by the Cowboys facility. So I think that's what they're going to try to do. Maybe do some workouts at the stadium for TV or something, but they've got it all set up literally at their team headquarters to do a whole to host a whole combine. No they kidding. Got restaurants all around there. How many yeah. hotels? They have an Omni hotel that's attached to the facility. Yeah. And then they have need more than one. Yeah. Oh no! Then they have like you know around the facility. There's other hotels, but there's one that's like, literally like the JW is here attached to the actual venue. Okay. Where the combine. But the other hotels are walking distance. Like I just got to walk across the parking lot. I think so. Yeah. I okay. Think there's a all right. Maybe a short Uber. I just don't want to get on a shuttle. Texas is a little more spread out. Of course. Because it's not going to be downtown Dallas or something because Frisco is, you know, a little more suburban. But um, I think as far as, like, the combine stuff, if it is in Dallas, like, what we're doing right now, it'll be uh, pretty nice for us. I think that, I mean, the star is definitely big enough to host the workouts, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's not like you need all of Lucas Oil. They got a full football field, and, and it's all wired for TV already. You know, it's ready to go, I think. So we'll see. I want to stay in Combine. Uh, stay in Indy, though, for the St. Elmo's factor. Just for that. It, it's not the same Combine without, without that. All right. Thanks. <laughs> All right. There's your pitch for Dallas uh, next year's Combine. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns, at K Fishbane. Read all of their coverage on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Find that Starbucks story, too, for Paul Wolf. It's worth a read. Uh, you can read me at NBCSportsChicago.com. Merch on ObviousShirts.com and the YouTube channel. If you're just listening to this podcast, you're wondering about half the things we were talking about it with the video, you got to go to YouTube, check that out, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification button. We appreciate all the support there as well. Guys, enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Hogue for the win.